Serious. <laughs> Pudding as in the food. So dumb. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. It's your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. Episode 114. Yes, 114. I can't even believe we made it this far. We've been saying that for about the last <laughs> three months now. Probably. But here we are. We're still doing it. So episode 114. I feel like episode 14 was, what was that one? Probably folklore or something. Something like that. That was like right when we started like getting into the rhythm of shit. Yeah, when we really started getting into the, the deeper topics. Yeah, because it's like originally when we started this podcast, it was almost just more a story time. Yep. Just more a story time and bullshit, which well, was a lot of fun. The, the the audience had to learn about us. Yeah, and I feel like that was a good way to do it because now you've got you a background of us before we start diving into some of this shit. Sure. But I think we need to do another story time episode eventually here in the future. Yeah, for sure. But um, before we get into uh, the news stories, I feel like this is going to be a kind of a throw back episode to an old main topic that we had sure one of our more popular episodes from way back yes and i think it was episode number eight yes was it i feel like it was eight yeah episode eight so we're gonna be getting into uh we're gonna be revisiting if you will a new topic i was sitting there working on this and listening to that episode as i worked on my research tonight and i was like oh my god how much has life changed <laughs> in the last what, i two, know that was what, wild not even two years i feel like i'm a completely different person now we talked about in that episode we talked about going on a road trip somewhere yeah with and that, hudson and that never happened and we were like is the hudson be able to go when he's three we we're like yeah <laughs> He can probably go right now. Well, he he Hudson is three right he's now. He's three. He's about to be. He's probably he's pretty older. He's <laughs> yeah, be four he's, soon. he's about to be four soon. So I don't shit. know if he can make that trip right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, one thirteen was a good episode. I did not finish listening to it. I did edit it all up last night. It's all up on the interwebs. Nice. I haven't Tim, listened to it yet. Tim said it was good, nice. which is impressive. I'm always happy when I hear that. Thanks, Tim. So he said it was interesting. He said we made a couple of really good points that he believes. So anyways, our NFL conspiracy episode was a lot of fun. That was fun. Before we get into our main topic, what kind of news do you got today, sir? I have two news stories today. All right. I brought three to the studio. So wait, you can get started. Okay. And this is going to be a follow-up to our NFL conspiracies episode that we talked about because I did say something. And it's funny because we recorded that, what, back in August or something? It was a while ago. Maybe the beginning of September is when we actually recorded that one. So it took me a while to edit it. Yeah. It's been at least probably two weeks since we it's recorded that. It's been about that. two weeks, yeah. yeah. And I made a comment about quarterbacks being controlled by witches. Yeah. And what might happen when quarterbacks break up with these witches that they were dating. And I made a comment about our headline person. Now, this article is going to come from a website that I visit every single day called profootballrumors.com which is a kind of an aggregate website that tracks NFL trade rumors and transactions and whatnot. Sure. But they also publish articles in terms of rumors and anything that's going on. So this headline simply reads, Aaron Rodgers, I shall rise yet again. So all the headline is is the name of the player and the quote. The 2023 NFL season took an unexpected turn when Aaron Rodgers' debut season with the Jets was cut short by an Achilles tear. Questions have since been raised about his playing future, but he hinted at an answer in that regard on Wednesday. Rodgers took to Instagram to make his first public remarks about his injury suffered early in Monday night's win over the Bills. 
In his post, he expressed appreciation for the support he's received since the diagnosis of a torn Achilles was confirmed Tuesday and pointed to a return to the field next year, something head coach Robert Salah named as an expected course of action earlier today. I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love, Rogers wrote. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin a healing process today. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. (laughs) The latter sentence suggests that the four-time MVP is planning to rehab in time for the 2024 season, and in doing so, continue his Jet tenure. One more season, in essence, remains in his rework contract, and he previously stated the desire to play at least a pair of seasons in the Big Apple. Significant changes in circumstances such as the team winning a Super Bowl or, as has turned out to be the case, a massive injury have the potential to change his career outlook, however. Article goes on for a little bit, but Rodgers shall rise again. This is kind of funny for a number of reasons. I didn't really say anything crazy, but in this episode that we did previously last week or whenever, I made a comment saying basically Rodgers was dating this witch and she broke up with him. And I have a feeling that he's going to have a bad season this year. He's not going to have a successful season. Yep, well, And then he tears the ACL <laughs> or he tears the Achilles four plays in. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's definitely cursed. You know what I kind of hope happens? As much as I wish the Steelers would win their seventh Super Bowl this year, I kind of hope Zach Wilson just takes it after Aaron Rodgers goes down. Zach Wilson <laughs> Zach Wilson takes it to, all the way to the Super Bowl, wins. What do they do next year? Play Aaron Rodgers after he's, health, after he's healthy, after his Zach Wilson Super Bowl? Well, I mean, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl with the Eagles and didn't have a job after that. <laughs> I, I so, guess that's true. I mean, there are precedents. Well, Nick Foles is already old at that point. I heard that Nick Foles might be an option to replace Aaron Rodgers if Zach Wilson doesn't <laughs> doesn't pan out. I don't know. I am not a Zach Wilson believer. I don't believe Me in him neither. at all. Me not neither. even a little bit. So I will not be rooting for that scenario. I don't think he has it. I don't think he's going to have it. No. I think Joe Flacco has a better chance at resurrecting this team. <laughs> but what's funny is, is we talk all this shit. Guess who's 1-0 and against their toughest opponent that they're going to be playing twice? They already got one win out of the way against the Bills. A team like the Jets is hoping to go 1-1 one and one against the Bills over the season, even with Rodgers. Right. So they got they got one win out of the way without him. So. <laughs> right. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we could go on and on for days about that, but. Sure. On to your first news story. What do you got today, sir? First one is from our favorite UPI uh, news. This is from September 12th. Electronic construction sign displays profanity in Houston. (laughs) Public works officials in Houston said they do not know how an electronic construction sign came to display a profane message. Drivers passing by the corner of Montrose in Westheimer captured photos Monday of an electric sign bearing an unusual message for commuters. Due to weather, the first the sign's first message reads, before switching to a message reading, go bleep yourself. <laughs> Witnesses said the sign displayed the message for hours before being shut off by a city inspector. Houston P- Public Works said it does not operate the sign, and officials are still trying to, ident- to identify its owner. A Public Works employee said the part of the sign that controls the message is locked inside an attached box, indicating the person responsible for the message either has clearance to unlock the box or has enough experience with the equipment to 
to know how to open it without being granted access. And that's the end of the article. See, I brought that one to the studio today as well. I don't know. That one just, to me, is just funny. Because there's no no accountability here. Usually there's someone that it's like you can just step up there and say, yep, this person fucked up. This person did this. This intern was upset and did this. Like, they got to have written down somewhere who was on this shift, who put this piece of equipment, who logged this out or you know what i'm saying like exactly they yeah. have no track record of who set this up <laughs> so i i don't even know where to begin with this one i found this one just absolutely fucking hilarious could you imagine driving down the road <laughs> i feel like that's got to be a safety hazard yeah like, i'd probably start laughing if i saw that shit probably crash exactly so i'm surprised that there have been no uh reported incidents going along with this that's funny though now this was in what texas Yep, Houston. That's hilarious. If you live in Houston, Texas, and you guys saw this sign, please tweet us at 30 in the Comment on our Facebook page. Or if you're involved in this hacking, if you will, whatever the hell happened. I want to hear how this, what motivated you and how this whole thing uh, kind of come to be. Anyways, you got anything more with that one? Nope, that's it. All right, I got kind of a beefy one we're going to be getting into. Uh-oh, beefy one. And I did let you know about this prior to the podcast. I sent you a couple messages about this one. Oh, yeah. This one's really weird. That's going to come from one of our regular sources, The Guardian, mm. which I feel like we use regularly. Yeah. Mexican Senate. Here's testimony on extraterrestrial life. We are not alone. So if you've been listening along with our podcast for a while, I believe it was episode 112 where we did the Aliens Part 13 where we talked about the Senate hearings that or the congressional hearings that the United States had about extraterrestrial life. Well, for some reason, Mexico decided to up the ante. (laughs) I'm going to get into this article because it's a little bit off the charts. Mexican senators have heard testimony that we are not alone in the universe and have been presented with the alleged remains of non-human mummies in the country's first official event on extraterrestrial life. (laughs) This is their first official event, and they brought out fucking alien bodies. I saw the... (laughs) Isn't this wild? (laughs) At a Senate hearing on Tuesday, lawmakers were shown two shriveled bodies with shrunken heads alongside video footage of unexplained anomalous phenomena by Jamie Mousan, a sports journalist turned UFO enthusiast. (laughs) Mousan said the remains were more than 1,000 years old and belong to non-human beings that are not part of our terrestrial evolution. It's the queen of all evidence, Mousen claimed. (laughs) That is, if the DNA is showing us that they are non-human beings, that there is nothing that looks like this in the world, we should take it as such. Other studies have suggested that the mummies, which were found in Nazca, Peru in 2017, were fraudulent. Now, we've talked about Nazca, Peru because of the Nazca lines. Nazca lines. So it's pretty weird that these mummies were found right where these lines were drawn. (laughs) But, (laughs) But the Mexican Senate had to listen to this shit today. Tuesday's hearing was organized by Sergio Gutierrez Luna, a lawmaker from the governing Marina Party and aspiring governor of the state of Veracruz. So this is also interesting because this is Sergio Gutierrez Luna who was organizing this hearing in Mexico. The United States had Anna Paulina Luna. (laughs) organizing the one in the United States. God damn it. (laughs) It included participants from around the world who made calls for transparency and international cooperation. Milesen suggested that Mexico could become the first country in the world to accept the presence of aliens on the planet. Gutierrez Luna said the Congress had not taken a position on the theories put forward during the hearing, but stressed the importance of listening to all voices, all opinions. 
The event was inspired by a U.S. congressional hearing on the same topic in July, in which retired Major General David Grush claimed that the U.S. was hiding a program to retrieve and reverse engineer UFOs. The Pentagon has denied his claims. In media interviews, Grush has made even more outlandish claims that the U.S. government is in possession of the bodies of dead pilots in a flying saucer found in Italy by Mussolini almost 100 years ago. <laughs> Nonetheless, the congressional hearings was a sign of the increased respectability of the field once seen as the reserve of conspiracy theorists. It goes on to talk about disclosure and Obama and Rubio and all that shit, but that's all I really got with that one. Now, now I did see the pictures of these. There's a lot of pictures out there. Of these mummies. A lot of pictures, a lot of x-rays, a lot of what have you going on. Yeah, I don't know about these things that they wheeled out here in Mexico. Uh, I find it funny that the that the U.S. hearing inspired this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the, the the thing is, is is like when you look at the world. Sure, Mexico's got plenty of issues, mostly with the gangs and the cartels and whatnot. Yeah, but you take that out of the equation. We're talking about a reasonably normal country. Sure, we're not talking about. I mean, the the, the cartel kind of ruins everything that's going on with Mexico. But you take that out of the equation, it's normal ish. Sure. I mean, you've been there. I'm never gonna go there, but you've been there. It's not like it's the fucking. I mean, I mean, it's pretty. It's not like it's, it's pretty, north. It's, it's pretty like bad it's, poverty. It's not like it's North Korea though. <clears throat> sure, it's not like a dictatorship like that. But so I just, I mean, this is supposed to be one of the maybe not the world leader, but it's an average country. Sure, that's doing these fucking hearings and wheeling out actual alien bodies. Now the bodies weren't even found in Mexico; they were found in Peru. So I, I know what that, that's what I don't. <laughs> one, I don't understand that. I don't know what they're doing in Mexico, but two. So what do the X-rays say about these things? These things look like they're just carved out of stone. <laughs> the X-rays show like organs and okay underneath like the flesh and whatnot. Okay, whatever the fuck this is, it wasn't carved from scone. Oh, it just looks like they are. Now, could it have been an extremely elaborate hoax? Absolutely. But what 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 the fuck's going on? I, I don't on know. Here? These things these these things look ridiculous. Like they're so small too. They're like yeah, they're like this. They're like a couple feet. They're like an tall. oversized Barbie doll or something. They have these huge heads. Well, not really huge, but not normal shaped heads that we have. They look. Uh, it's like you ever seen the movie Alien? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. like yeah, you know yeah. the thing that that pokes out of the guy's chest? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we're looking like. What we're looking at with these. Yeah, we'll have to post a picture on Facebook. Definitely. There's a lot of pictures to post. But when you you break down like how detailed this shit is, it's well, like, like, they you, got, like could, you, could you imagine if the United States wheeled something like this out in the middle of the hearing? <laughs> Whoever the fuck, if this was a hoax, it's to me it's almost more funny if it's a hoax. Exactly. Because, I mean, this is like, we're talking like PhD level anatomical breakdowns of like like the bone structure of this shit and the tests on the cells and all this stuff. Right. It looks pretty good. If you didn't know shit about this type of shit and you saw all these words that they were thrown at, you'd be like, yeah, this shit's real. No, I, you know. So. I mean, as of right now, you know, I think it's real. I mean, you have to go pretty far to, to, to do a hoax like that. Exactly. It's pretty damn good hoax. So, I don't know. But given the types of topics that we talk about on this podcast, given the type of material that we enjoy covering, we had to at least bring that one up. For sure. It's very no. interesting. And that that got released today. Like, that hit my radar today. I saw the first Reddit post about it had like 36,000 upvotes, which is a lot. <laughs> so it's at least getting attention yeah i did see it earlier but i was like 
I hundred percent bet Pat is gonna do this. One, so. <laughs> Let's see. There's so much shit going on right now that I don't even know where to start with some of it. It's like so much shit that I see. I'm like, oh my god, that's interesting, and I forget about it because I see something else. You know what I mean? Right. So, anyways, speaking of the weird and the mysterious, are you ready for our main topic? Let's do it. And this is gonna be yet again. <clears throat> nope. Another this is another Ben be episode. One of Pat's episodes here. This will be a Ben episode. So we're gonna be getting into urban legends part two. Yes. And in our first urban legend, did, did you go back and listen to the first urban? Legend I listened episode? to a chunk of it today. We tried to define what an urban legend was. And we didn't really do a good job of it. We did not really do a really good job of it. See, and what's funny is I was thinking about it today. Which we kind of did and we kind of didn't. I don't think it really has a set definition. We tried. But I was thinking about it today. It's like urban legends could be anything from conspiracy theories. To a folk tale. To folk tales, to ghost stories, to cryptozoology. Yep. To anything in between. And to me, it's like anything that... People talk about as being something that happened, but you can't... There's no, like, definitive there's paper no trail. definitive evidence. Sure. So, I mean, we could go all over the map. Like, Bigfoot is a classic urban legend. Sure. But in the terms of the our podcast, it would be more cryptozoology because we talk about cryptozoology. Sure. Some ghost stories are definitely urban legends. For sure. But if we're talking about a ghost story, it's more of a ghost story than an urban legend. You know what I mean? Sure. And then you get into, you can just go, you can go all, it's a very, 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 it's one of our most broad topics because conspiracy theories are also urban legends. Definitely. Like yep. I was listening to that NFL episode when we were working on it. A lot of those could just be urban legends. Sure. Like it's an urban legend that Big Ben died in that crash and right. the car salesman became the quarterback <laughs> of the Steelers. You know what I mean? Right. So with that in mind, on our last episode, we talked about a few of the classics like the Paul McCartney died in 1966 and got replaced. Yeah, we talked about the the Rosicrucians. The Rosicrucians. <laughs> I don't know Which really I'll, if that's urban legend or not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just really into the book that I was reading at the time. <laughs> and just wanted to put it in. We kind of fit it in, yeah. We talked about Slenderman. We talked about yeah, Slenderman. Coolio, the rapper. Yep, we talked about Coolio. He was still alive back then, and now he is since. He did pass, didn't he? He did, yeah. Unfortunately. So. Rest in peace, Coolio. This is going to be a good episode, though. So, what do you got for Urban Legends today, sir? So, my first one, definitely, it's probably more of a cryptid at this point, but uh, have you ever heard of the Arizona legend called the Mogollon Monster? I can't say that I have, but I do have a cryptid one, and I do have one set in Arizona, so that's interesting. So the Mogollon, I think that's how you say it, Mogollon Monster, it's basically Arizona's version of a Bigfoot. Sure. The Mogollon Monster, named for uh, its association in the Mogollon Rim area of Arizona, often described as a large, hairy creature. With ape-like features. Um, Sightings of the monster have been reported in the eastern part of Arizona. And this is definitely like a humanid, like, human-like, what's the word I'm looking for? Hominid? Yes, hominid. And it has the, like, dead fish, skunk, pugnant smells to it. It is said to have been at least 7 feet tall. Some think it's around 10 feet tall. He has a very wide and human stride in it. Apparently, he has left footprints behind. They have fossils of these footprints, 22 inches long. So, we're pretty much talking about Bigfoot. 
basically talking about Bigfoot, <laughs> but this is the Arizona Bigfoot. Gotcha. So the oldest known reported sighting of this thing was in 1903 in the Arizona Republican, in which a guy named I.W. Stevens described a creature seen near the Grand Canyon as having a long white hair and matted beard, which reached his knees. It wore no clothing, and upon his talon-like fingers were claws of at least two inches long. Upon further inspection, he noted a gray, a coat of gray hair that nearly covered his body, and here and there a spot of dirty skin showing. And later stated that after he discovered the creature drinking the blood of two cougars, it threatened him with a club and screamed the wildest, most unearthly screech. And apparently, this thing howled like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the, the the noise that it makes. So yeah, that is the Magallan monster. So I saw this one picture of it. They had like a. It looked kind of. It looked almost looked kind of like a Gandalf. It was like a. It was like a. Uh, uh, like a tree stump carving thing out of this. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. It looked yeah. ridiculous, and it looked just like a Gandalf. So apparently, they've like a lot of people have seen this thing, like camping out in this area, and uh, I and I guess they have like a really big like fitness challenge out there called the Magallan Monster Race or something like that. Where you have to run like a hundred miles or some shit like oh that. I don't God. know around this whole area. But well, that be, is the Magallan monster. I'll be doing more research on this one. This one's fucking a little interesting. And what's also funny is we talked about on our giant episode the supposed remains that might have been found out there. Yeah, who knows? Could have been the the Magallan monster. Maybe the ancestors of it. Who Could knows? Be. What do you got? Anyways, I got another classic uh, one that's floating into the cryptozoology territory. And this is one that I've kind of dismissed because I've been in the cryptozoology for a very long time. This is one that for a very long time I dismissed as just being a legend. But the more I read about it, the more I'm beginning to believe. And this is one of the classics. Everybody that's heard of urban legends, most people in America probably have heard of this one. But I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. We might have. Have you ever heard of the Jersey Devil? Yes. One of the classics of America. This story predates America itself. Now, the story is set in South Jersey, but it also trickles into, like, Philadelphia folklore because it's all, like, the upper New England-type area. The Jersey Devil has been rumored to have been existed since, like, 1735 or something. Hmm. And the original story goes um, with a woman named Jane Leeds who lived in the Pine Barrens, which is this big-ass forest in South Jersey. New Jersey is the most dense state in the United States in terms of population, but the Pine Barrens is this huge, vast, like, wasteland of just, like, pine trees. Mm -hmm. That's, like, it's just kind of like a mystical wonderland in the state. And back in 1735, Mother Leeds, as she's known, who was already the mother of 12 children, found out she was pregnant with the 13th child. Whoa. And according to the legend, she was pissed off that she was pregnant and then cursed the child, saying that it would be the devil. Jesus. And when it sprang forth from her upon its birth, it turned into the Jersey Devil. And it's been terrorizing the Pine Barrens of New Jersey ever since. Hmm. So that is the basics of the story now. There's a lot of traits that seem to be consistent when people talk about the Jersey Devil. Number one, it flies. Number two, it has red eyes. Number three, it has hooves. Mm. So this kind of sounds like it could be like, uh, I don't really get into satanic shit too much, but there's that fucking that like goat head person 
that they kind of like. That's like the idol of Satan or something. Have I, you ever seen that shit? I have one called Goat Man coming up here. See, the Goat Man's also a real thing, but I don't think it's a Jersey Devil. Okay. But it's like <laughs> it's like the head of a goat, but it's got like wings. And they, there's a name for it in like satanic shit, but I don't know what the hell that name is. I can't think of it. And so a lot of people kind of attribute, kind of describe the Jersey Devil as this thing. But the problem with the Jersey Devil is despite the ridiculousness of the story that this fucking child sprang out and became a fucking devil that was just going to haunt the Pine Barrens for hundreds of years, there is a ton of sightings of this thing. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people out there that have seen it. Now, um, it's been seen since the 1700s, so we're talking almost 400 years ago. Almost 400 years ago. Damn. No, 300 years ago. Almost 300 years ago. But um, we talked about Napoleon Bonaparte a little while back. Joseph Bonaparte, who's the elder brother of Napoleon, claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil because he came to America specifically to hunt bear. (laughs) And he was tracking what he thought was a deer. And it's like he started seeing hoof marks. But he could never find the body of the deer that he thought he was tracking. But then he saw claw marks. And then he eventually ended up laying eyes upon the Jersey Devil. Damn. And this is the, this is the most powerful man ever in France. His brother saw the Jersey Devil. He's talking about it. So that's credible. That's credibility. (laughs) Right. Um, In the 1840s, the Jersey Devil was blamed for a bunch of livestock killings. So something was killing these fucking livestock. And then in 1925, a farmer who thought something was trying to steal a chicken shot an unidentified animal and killed a beast. A hundred people showed up to try to identify this beast and none of them could. None of them knew what what kind of animal it was. So people were like, well, it must have been the Jersey Devil. Has the Jersey Devil been seen since? That's the problem is it's been seen since. Yeah, that's a problem. So now we don't know. There could be multiple devils. At least it just keeps spawning. I'll tell you what. I don't care if this is bullshit or not, but... I'm not going to the Pine Barrens alone. Definitely not. <laughs> and back in 19, back in 1960, um, there were tracks found, and there was a $10,000 bounty put out on the Jersey Devil, and a private zoo even offered to house it if they were able to capture it. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, there's a lot going on with this urban legend. It's a lot of money for to back me, then. Yeah, but to me, this is a, this is a classic urban legend. This is classic, the Jersey Devil. Yep. So I don't know. Some of the stories that I've been listening to and reading about recently make it pretty Incredible. Make me just wonder what the hell they're seeing. Yeah. A lot of people say there might be a cougar population out there that could account for some of the shit. And there's birds, there's large birds out there that could account for some of it. And there are deer out there. So people try to act like, oh, well, they're seeing a combination of all three of these things at the same time. It's possible. So, I don't know. It's a fun one, though. What else you got today? Have you ever heard of Charlie? No, and I'm not sure if I want to. This is a part of Idaho folklore. Interesting. Charlie, or Slimy Slim, or the Twilight Dragon of Payette Lake, is the name given to a sea serpent, much like the Loch Ness Monster, that is believed by some to live in the deep alpine waters of Payette Lake near McCall, Idaho. Okay. So, this references a sea creature that probably began with the Native Americans. They said that there was, like, evil that dwelled in this lake or something like that. Sure. Uh, But when Western settlers started making developments along the lake, they started seeing something in this lake, too. But um, it wasn't, like, really documented until, like, the 1920s where people actually started, like, writing down, holy shit, there's something going on in this lake. Uh, The first documented signing by Western people in 1920 when workers were uh, cutting ties at the upper end of the lake, they thought they saw a log in the lake, but this log began to move. So, if you think of a log, right? Logs don't move. 
logs don't move. And logs are pretty big. Like, have you ever seen a snake before? Yes. Like, just think, there are snakes out there as big as a fucking tree. And like, kind of. Like a small tree. Yeah. Like, think of how big that is. Yep. Think if you saw that in, in, in the lake. That'd, that'd probably freak you out. I'd be getting out of that lake. Yeah, 100%. Uh, in August 1944, uh, the serpent was repro- reportedly seen by several groups of people who described it to be 30 to 35 feet in length. Dinosaur-type head, pronounced jaws, hump like a camel, humps like a camel, and a uh, had a shell-like skin. Now, every time this thing is sighted, it seems like there's a large group of people seeing this thing. So it's not like one person here, one person here. It's a large group of people, and they all say it's around the same, it's the same thing it's like 40 feet in length it's huge it looks like a dinosaur now could this be mass hallucination it's possible it's possible but there were about there were dozens of sightings between 1956 and the last documented sighting in 1997 there's sure. i don't think there's been a documented sighting since then but i don't know this thing might be real but that's charlie i don't even know what to say with that one never heard of that until today now idaho does have a little bit of water Mm-hmm. So I guess this is possible. You know what's really funny? So when we were in Mexico, we have to delete this. I don't know, but when we were in Mexico, we went on the the Four Cinote excursion. We were with these group of dudes. They had to have been like mid to low twenties. Sure, just like the most ridiculous group of bros you ever met. Like gnarly bro. Like yeah, bro. Like that's just gnarly bro. Like they're just like so ridiculous. Like they took over the speakers of the van playing their own music. <laughs> like they, they you seem you, you think they're from like Hawaii. Sure. They're all wearing like bro like button ups, freaking Hawaiian like type clothing and shit. Everything like that. And come to find out these group of bros are from fucking Idaho, and we were in the water on the in this cenote, and it was really cold. And I was like, "Damn, this is really cold." And he was like, "This is how the springs are in Idaho." That's the only <laughs> word that this dude spoke to me. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "I didn't. I was not thinking you guys were from fucking Idaho." <laughs> but that's all I got. Were they Mormons? Mm-mm. Nope. But they were singing "Freebird" on the way back. <laughs> they they sang like every song that came up on their phone. Oh my god. Um, anyways, back to what the hell were you talking about? The Jersey Devil? I can't remember what the hell you were talking about. No, I just got done with Charlie. You're up oh, next. Oh, Charlie. Okay. Now we're, we're taking a completely different tra- trajectory with this one. Sure. See, we've been talking about mythical creatures. We're going to be talking about a mythical event. Sure. But unlike some of our mythical creatures, this creature that created this event 100% exists. Sure. And he's still alive. Okay. Have you ever heard of Wade Boggs? Sounds familiar. Wade Boggs was born in 1958, and he is American former professional baseball third baseman. He played 18 years in the big leagues, mm. mostly with the Red Sox, the um, the Yankees, and then he finished up with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So he played from uh, like he played from the 80s until like 99. He was in uh, that Triple Play 2000 game that me and Josh used to play baseball. It was like his last year in the big leagues or something. Mm-hmm. He was in that game. I remember that game. That was fun. Um, he has 3,000 hits. Um, he was a con- consistent batting title contender. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest hitters of all time. He's an absolute beast, Wade Boggs. Now, he was best known because he had this fucking classic, classic like 70s mustache that he wore throughout his entire career. He's just a, just a rough and ready guy. He's 65 years old now. Um, definitely a character back in the day. Um, probably a sex addict. He's being a whole bunch of celebrities back in the day. And it was like, well, known back before baseball players like well known for this type of shit he fucking lived the life 
<laughs> and he's still alive. He's only 65 today. But our urban legend comes from a story that has been told and retold so many times, and it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. And he keeps playing into the story as well. Back supposedly in 1994, he, uh, and I think he was with the Red Sox at the time, or he was, I think he was actually with the Yankees at the time. He was playing baseball that season, and he had a flight from Cleveland to L.A. Now, the story bounces around quite a bit. Some people say it was from Boston to L.A. Most people say it was from Cleveland to L.A. Some will tell you it was from New York to LA. All that the story knows for sure is that it was a long flight. It was like a four-hour flight from one side of the country to LA to the other. And during this flight, Wade Boggs, who was known to be a little bit of a partier, drank a whole lot of beer. (laughs) Legend has it that he drank anywhere from 63 to 107 beers on this flight. Now, the story that's being told from teammates is like they were sitting there, they were playing blackjack on on the plane during the entire flight. And they're playing with him, and it's like somebody noticed. They're like, man, he, the 20, 20, 30, 40, 50. Wait, do you realize you just drank 45 beers like halfway through the flight? And he's like, ah, that's nothing. I had 15 before I came on the plane, (laughs) and then he downed a few more. So this urban legend, and we really don't know what the hell happened, is getting out of hand because Wade comments on this regularly. At one point he said, well, it was actually, it wasn't 63, it was 73 beers. And then he came out and said, well, if he totaled it all up from the second I started drinking after the baseball game that I played in till the time that we stopped, we landed and we went out in LA and we were drinking some more. Then he said it was all, it was a total of 107 Miller lights that he drank (laughs) in one day. (laughs) It's like Andre the Giant level. It's ridiculous. So the problem with this type of urban legend is Wade himself comments on this regularly and it's always a different number (laughs) but he was he appeared in an episode of a tv show called psych where he told uh he told a character that it was really 73 beers that he drank and in 2015 have you ever heard of the show it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah their season premiere of season 10 back in 2015 was called the gang beats bogs in which all the characters they went on a cross-country flight and they brought tons of beer with them and they tried to (laughs) drink they try to drink 70 beers while flying across the country such a funny show and it's like during this episode they thought he was dead they're like wade boggs will be rolling over in his grave if you found out what you're doing and then the spirit of wade boggs pops up (laughs) and starts talking to him but what's funny is um whatever the hell happened the story goes that he drank 107 beers or whatever the next day he woke up and went two for three against one of the best pitchers in baseball (laughs) so i don't know legend um, there are so many different estimates. I think you did drink at least 50. I, I believe it. I don't know if I could do 50 beers. No. Within not. four hours, I don't think, I think that would no. kill me. I, I feel like I'd be dead. There's no way I would survive that. <laughs> so some say anywhere from 50 to 60. Some say, yep, 70. He did drink 70 on that plane. Like, I've drank a 30 pack in the course of like an eight, nine hour period. Yeah, that's about my limit. I think that's about as far as like I go. Through, through a tailgate, I had a, I took a 30-pack with me, and I'd finish it throughout the now, day. Now, were you giving away beers, or did you drink it all yourself? See, the I, thing, I, I might have given away some. I can't remember. See, that's the thing. It's is a the tailgate. It's during those types of stories, though. Probably like, giving away. Yeah, everybody brings a 30-pack, but I feel like I'm always giving away five or six at minimum. Well, I always brought my own, and Dallas always took his own. Sure. So, like... If someone took one, maybe took a couple. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think the only answer to this question is we got to do an experiment. 
There's no way I could do it today. <laughs> There's no way I would I would die. It was a joke. I probably couldn't even do. I could barely do this one in 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 the hour that we do this. Sure. <laughs> if it was Miller Light, I think Miller Light's probably my favorite light beer right now, just in terms of taste. Miller and Bush, yeah. So I don't I don't do any of the Anheuser Busch products anymore. Sure. I'm completely off of all of those. Sure. So Miller Light's kind of my go-to. Honestly, you know what I've been drinking a lot lately? If I drink beer, if I if I go out and drink beer, it's been Stella. Okay. I like Stella. It's good. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what kind of urban legends you got today, sir? All right. I, um, I'm going to talk about on my next one the... Have you ever heard of the Montuk Project or the Mon, Montuk Project? I feel like I have. You probably have. This is more of a conspiracy theory. This alleges that um, there were a series of secret government projects conducted at Camp Hero or Montauk Air Force Station in Montauk, New York, um, for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques and exotic research, including time travel. So a lot of the stories of this place originate um, from a guy named uh, Preston Nichols. And he wrote a book about his time working there. And him and this dude, um, his name was Peter Moon, they wrote this book together. And they had, basically the book talks about their repressed memories of the shit that they did while working at this place. Sure. So, I don't know. I'm assuming that they probably went through, like, hypnosis to, like, try and bring back what they did working there. That's kind of what I'm assuming. Sure, yeah. And in the book, they just, it just talks about what they did there. And uh, the primary topic is, um, like I said, military experience as a time travel, teleportation, um, contact with extraterrestrial life, and also staging the faked Apollo moon landings. Did they give a range of dates for this? No. Okay. So there's really not much on this, and the show Stranger Things on Netflix was actually based on this on this place on this project. Makes sense. But um, this guy Nichols was born in 1946, so that can kind of give you a little bit of a of a A reference point. So we're talking probably 70s, 80s. Yeah, but I took this right off the 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 Wikipedia page. Sure. This was like almost the whole page. There's not much on this. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be that's. Can you spell that one out for us, please? M O N T A U K. Okay, that's gonna be a good one to uh, dive into. Yeah, for sure. Because it's kind of like that place, that military base in what is it, New Mexico? The Dulce base. The Dulce base, where they do some kind of crazy shit there that they don't really talk about. Yep. You know, with underground aliens, underground aliens mixing with humans and all shit sorts like of that. stuff. All sorts of stuff. There's no reason why they couldn't have been doing this shit in New York. Exactly. And I wonder if, uh, I feel like Stranger Things, I think they're still going to make one more suit. I heard it's really good. It's, I think once you get into it, I, I get a kick out of it. No shit. What, what's weird is it's like people that I like agree with shit about and like enjoy like the same type of shit. There's a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, I couldn't get into it. Hmm. I don't know. It sucked me in. It sucked me in from the first fucking minute of the first episode. I was like, shit, this is cool. I need to rewatch it. But I don't know. I just I might have just been susceptible to that type of shit at the time. Could have been. But it's it's kind of a throwback. Like it feels like to me. Have you ever heard of Twin Peaks? The I've heard the of Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Hmm. But like a, like a modern version. Interesting. But like the Goonies at the same time. There's a yeah, lot going on. For sure. there's, there's a lot going on with I it. I felt that. But um, I feel like that show is gonna end where they're gonna find out that all the shit that they were dealing with was actually aliens. I don't know. I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you got any more urban legends? 
Um, I think I got two more. I I have one more. It's quick. I can get through it quick. You you can you can get through one. All right, I'm gonna do this one. This one um, it really wasn't one I was familiar with until today. Really, I've heard of the petrified forest before in Arizona, the national park. Mm. I didn't know there was an urban legend attached to it. Mm. Now, basically, the petrified forest is a national park in Arizona, like I said, and there's the entire forest is surrounded by petrified wood, like basically like like trees that are petrified. I'm not gonna get into how the hell they got petrified. They've been petrified for a very long time. But um the urban legend goes that people that take a tree or a part of the petrified forest, like a like a piece of bark as a souvenir, end up getting cursed. Hmm. And it is illegal for people to take anything from a national park. So whatever is in the park has to stay in the park. So you can't take a leaf, you can't take a handful of dirt, you can't take that type of shit. Which kind of sort of makes sense. Do you become petrified? Well, I'm going to get into it. Hmm. But my, my Zsa used to teach us every time, even if we went to a metro park, he would tell us, don't take anything from the metro park. You're not allowed to take a leaf. And we were little kids. You can't take a stick. You find a nice walking stick. Guess what? It's staying at the park. And if we had something that we carried with us, he'd be like, you can carry it with you. But once we get to the car, you draft it. <laughs> so that's how we were trained as children. Mm. So it's always kind of stuck with me. But apparently um, something happened where all these trees got petrified. And they kind of turned into like a quartz-ish like mineral, if you will. Mm. But it's very tempting to kind of just, well, no one's going to notice this little piece of this whole thing that's hidden behind here is gone now. And what happens is if you take a piece with you, you get cursed. And for decades now, and this has been since the 1930s, the National Park receives in the mail pieces that were taken illegally and mailed back to the park. Damn. Because whatever the fuck happened, my life has gone to shit since I sold this piece of whatever. I feel like this is the reason, so I'm sending it back. Now, I was also thinking, too, is if you want to protect something, what better way to create a curse around it? Like, if you don't want something stolen. For sure, yeah. So maybe that's what's really going on. It's like when you want something noticed, you ban it. But they say even to this day... They get dozens every year of pieces, and they're always mailed back with a letter confessing to what they did and why they want it gone. Maybe those people that stole from the park need some mandrakes if they were petrified. Okay. Um, on to your next urban legend, please. It's from Harry Potter. No, I don't do Harry Potter shit. <laughs> Remember the Chamber of Secrets? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Okay, thank you. The mandrake root, yes. Madame Pomfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Pat. <laughs> All right, my very last one. Um, I mentioned him earlier, if it's a him. Um, Goatman. This is an urban legend who is a creature resembling a goat-human hybrid that is said to take refuge in the woods of Prince George's County, Maryland. Interesting. So back in the day, uh, 1971, there was a University of Maryland student. He did like a folklore project on the Goatman. And his project was added to the archives uh, at the university. And the George County News ended up doing a report on his project. And at this time, that report placed the goat man near Fletcherton, Fletcherton Town Road in Bowie, Maryland. Now, this creature was commonly claimed to have a human face, but a body covered with hair. And obviously, you can kind of think of what a goat man would look like. Um, they say he kind of resembles of what a fawn looked like in like Greek mythology. Or like Mr. Tumnus. Yes, like Mr. Tumnus <laughs> from, from uh, what, uh, 
the Chronicles, of, the Chronicles Narnia. of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes, definitely. Um, he's rumored to have a makeshift shelter in the wooded region of northwestern Prince George County near the vicinity of Bowie. Um, apparently, this uh, goat man would venture out and kill dogs. I guess a lot of pets would come up missing in the area of Bowie, Maryland. And I guess this thing would come out with an axe and like heckle at cars and stuff. So people have like seen this thing out and about. It sounds a little bit more <laughs> advanced than your normal cryptid. Right, exactly. Real quick, let me get back. So the report that George County News did on the project that this guy did um, traces the origins of this legend back to the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. Because a lot of people think that this goat man is said to have once been a scientist who was working at the research center and an experiment like backfired and he like mutated himself into a half goat half man <laughs> there are or, so many examples of this. <laughs> or other variations of the legend is like this is just like an old hermit that just lives out in the woods and that is just, just fucking with fucking people, with people. <laughs> so i feel like that's where i'm heading <laughs> Yeah, but that's the goat man. I kind of believe in it. I I kind of can't say that I don't. <laughs> now, what's weird is I was going to do one more. I'm not going to do it, but I'm just going to kind of bullshit for a minute. Sure. About some of this shit, because there are stories out there of the dog man that kind of <laughs> convinced me. No, for sure. They're kind of they're, they're wild, and there's kind of... Um, there's a lot of them out there. Now, what I don't know for sure what's going on or what's not going on is, have you heard of a creepypasta? A creepypasta? Yeah. I feel like we've talked about about it before. It's kind of like an internet urban legend, if you will, where somebody writes up like a really creepy but convincing story of an encounter that they had or that happened to them or that they're familiar with. Yeah. And then it gets posted on like an internet forum like Reddit or something. And then it kind of takes a life of its own beyond that. And that's where a lot of these urban legends that were that are kind of becoming like new things like in the 21st century are kind of coming from like Slenderman, for example. Sure. Probably started as a creepypasta. Yeah. But there's a bunch of these that were convincing. And I didn't realize what a creepypasta was at the time. So I'm reading all these stories saying all this shit's legit when a lot of it's not. But I've been hearing a lot with a dog man. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my last one was going to be the Black Eyed Children. Have you heard of the Black Eyed Children? I almost did that one. See, that one I think probably started as a creepypasta, but it was like a 1990s creepypasta. Yeah. But there's just enough. There's just enough to that story where... Wasn't it like a... Uh, like a pizza delivery dude was like, or or was it like a journalist or something? He was like getting out of his car at night, and this kid came up to him asking him for a ride. He had like no pupils. It's Some always something. Like that. It's always something like that. The most common ones are they show up to your house. Yeah, they knock on the door and they ask to be invited in, saying, "I need to use your phone, please. Would you let me come into your house?" And the key is, is you can't invite you can't them, let in. them in. You can't let them yeah. in. Yeah, but there's enough of those <laughs> stories. But there's just enough weird shit going on in the world where yeah, I it's like I wouldn't. We wander through these wastelands all day. We see all sorts of crazy shit. Hell, I had a ghost. I, I felt like a ghost walked right by me at work today as I was walking out of the building. <laughs> I literally stopped and turned around because you know how people drive around on carts? I thought one of my buddies was pulling up on me, just kind of like pulling up on me to freak me out. I saw something just like go right by me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I stopped. I literally stopped by myself in the middle of the fucking walkway. Like, what the fuck was that? There's enough crazy shit going on. Yeah. 
Shit, it's all around us, man. And then you know how many people are into, like, the demon shit, and they're summoning shit in all the time. Dude, I know there's at least a couple people summoning shit where we work. For, oh, for my fit. God. Anyways, Urban Legends, great topic. I feel like we could do much more with this. Do you have any more Urban Legends to say? Nope, that's it for me. Yeah, we could definitely do a part three. Definitely. Um, That first episode was one of our favorites, one of the most popular ones that we did. Definitely. Anyways, uh, tweet us at 30 in the if you have any Urban Legends. Comment on our Facebook page. Definitely. We do need to get more Facebook shit going on. Oh, I do have some developments. Oh, boy. So uh, I'm going to get the two up that I'm working on right now. The one thing that I do feel like we have to our advantage is we have such a backlog of shit by this point. <laughs> yeah, we do. There's a lot to work from. There's a lot to pick and choose from. Um, it's going to take a little bit of dedication, at least initially, to kind of get the idea. But even in the last episode, I was like, I got a, I got a 15-second clip that would make a great reel. For sure. With the Aaron Rodgers yeah, shit. Yeah, we have so, a lot of good, we have like a lot of good lines Yeah, in a lot of our shit. So, there is definitely, this This is going to be what we decide we want to make of it, what we got the energy to make of it. For sure. But, um I'm still having fun. Yeah. It's always I'm a blast. Having fun. It's always a it's blast. It's a good time. Last episode was a little bit rough. I'm sorry it took me so long to edit it. No, that's all right. I did most of it last night, and I was sitting there. I had the message typed out. I was like, I can't do it. I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> but I just kept going. I was like, another 10 minutes, another 10 minutes, and then I got it done. So, anyways, um, so Urban Legends, very fun topic. Plenty more we could do with this one. Definitely. If you guys have any topics, please tweet us at 30 and please let us know. Please comment on Facebook. Yeah, if there's anything you want us to revisit. Comment on our Facebook page. Yes. I still feel like every time, it's like I can sit around just like a normal day and be like, this will make a great podcast episode. This will make a great topic. Great topic. Always forget about it. And then it. when it comes to the time, hey, we need to come up with a topic. We're really running late here. Dude, all the time. What are we going to talk about? So I always forget about the topic. I'm going to start trying to write shit down. I'm going to have to carry a little notepad with me. We need to do, write a bunch down. And yeah. And draw from the hat like we did before. No, that was fun. I can't remember why we stopped doing that. That was fun. You know what's funny <laughs> is I feel like we still got topics that we never touched. That was Probably. That I don't even know where that thing is. Anyways, uh, on that note, I did have fun with this episode. It was a great episode, but I think it's about time for us to get the hell out of here. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. Peace. That was fun. But we got a new episode today. So are you ready about... God. I'm already fucking up. It's been about... a long week. Oh, my God. You have no idea. It's only Wednesday. I was <laughs> driving to work. I was like, oh, my God. Thank God it's Friday. No, it's not. It's Wednesday. It's been a long month. It's been a fucking disaster. Anyways. I'm completely heartbroken and move. Okay, this quote's already fucked up. Cut. <laughs> I'm completely heartbroken. Cut. God damn it. This is Sergio Gutierrez Luna, who was organizing this here in Mexico. The United States had Anna Paulina Luna <laughs> <laughs> organizing the one in the United States. God damn it. <laughs> A man walks past tight. Oh. Cut. Sorry, this is a fucking... You know how they have those little blurbs? Yeah. I copy and paste my stories. I copy and paste a little blurb. No, that's okay. So they decided they would sing the song. All the lyrics. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> 
Way to, uh, way, 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 way to take way to take things too far. Uh, we, uh, you know that 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 was <laughs> all the way, all the way. That entire segment was good to go. We're gonna. I was gonna like, okay, we can keep this. 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 What the fuck are you talking about? Sorry. And then the whole thing fell apart. I'm sorry about that. That was funny though. Um. Anyways. Back to what the hell were you talking about? The Jersey Devil? I can't remember what the hell you were talking about. No, I just got done with Charlie. You're up oh, next. Oh, Charlie. Okay. Now we're we're taking a completely different tra- trajectory with this one. Sure. 